Before we get started with today's podcast, I wanted to take a second to introduce myself to any of you who may be new here. I'm Rachel Nielsen, and I teach women how to declutter their motherhood in order to find more joy. I do that through my weekly podcast, which always airs on Monday, as well as through teaching workshops. In my workshops, I teach you how to declutter three things. Your schedule, so it's filled with activities that actually matter to you your expectations of yourself, and especially those hidden ones that are holding you back, and your limiting beliefs about what a good mother does and doesn't do. And once you've decluttered those things and we work through the whole process step-by-step together, you've cleared out mental space and you'll have room to start adding so much more joy into your days as a mother. You'll leave the workshop with a personalized, concrete action plan for how to pursue a life built on your strengths, a deeply fulfilling relationship with your children, and a daily realization of your dreams, whether they're big or small. And I know that that sounds too good to be true, but I can promise you that this workshop will help you begin that transformation because it's the exact process that I've gone through in my own life when I've been in really hard, dark places as a mother. On last week's episode, I announced that I was bringing this workshop to Utah on Saturday, April 13th, and I can't believe it, but it sold out in five days. I'm blown away. Thank you so much to all of you who bought tickets. I'm going to try to add some more tickets this week, so if you are interested in attending this event in Pleasant Grove, Utah at Elevay Event Center, please get on the wait list so that I know how much interest there is. You can do that by going to 3in30podcast.com forward slash workshops. I'm also going to eventually adapt this workshop so it can be online for those of you who live too far away to travel to attend a workshop. I, again, would love to know about the amount of interest that there is for something like that. So if you would be interested in an online workshop or course, if you could go to the same page, 3in30podcast.com forward slash workshops, and click to sign up to be notified when an online version of this workshop becomes available, I'll be able to see a list and get a sense for how many of you are interested. So today on the show, we have a fun and really different episode. It's called How to Help Your Kids Have a Great Experience at the Doctor. Now, if your life is anything like mine, going to the pediatrician or any other doctor for your kids can be a very stressful experience. The wait is often long. Your kids are bored and they're climbing all over things. Or maybe that's just my kids. (laughs) Their rowdy behavior is on full display for the people who specialize in children's behavior. So you're stressed out, and beyond that, sometimes your kids are stressed or scared or anxious. And this may manifest by them being especially out of control, which makes you embarrassed, or they may cry really hard, which breaks your mother heart, or they may ask you questions that you don't know if you should be honest with them about, such as, am I going to have to get a shot today? And when that shot does start heading their direction, they may flip out and start screaming like a wild animal. (laughs) Not that this has ever happened to me. If you've had experiences like this at the doctor, today's episode is for you. This is episode 70 of 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, How to Help Your Kids Have a Great Experience at the Doctor. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways 
for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I have a guest that I'm really excited about who's going to help us help our kids have a better experience at the doctor or in any medical situation where they may be scared or unsure. And her name is Shannon Tripp. She is a pediatric ER nurse and a mother of four. And we are so excited to have her on 3 and 30. So welcome, Shannon. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and especially talking about this topic, which I have had lots of experience with. So thank you for having me. And tell us how long have you been um, a nurse and working with children? I've actually been working at the hospital, at the pediatric hospital for 12 years, but coming up on 10 years as a nurse. So I was a patient care tech before that. So yeah, it's been 12 years since I've worked in a hospital. And you can imagine how many thousands and thousands and thousands of patients and families I've dealt with and kind of seen the interaction between parents and children and in my own life having to take my children to the doctor and just kind of understanding the dynamic between parents and kids and what where does their fear come from and how do we how do we kind of overcome that so that it's a more pleasant experience for all of us yes okay well you sound like just the right person to teach us so, <laughs> so what is your first takeaway for us So my number one tip for anyone who stops listening after this number one tip, I'm going to give you my very, my very (laughs) biggest one at the very beginning, because I think this is so important. And that is to pay attention to your own feelings and your own words. So many times I hear mothers or fathers, any guardian talk to their child or talk to the doctor and use words that are that create fear or that, mm. cre- or that put um, different expectations or put different kind of ideas into their children's heads. So for example, if you notice how you talk to your kids about the doctor, what do you say before you even go there? If your child, whether it's a well visit or a sick visit. So if you're home with a sick kid and you're, you know, you're thinking that maybe they need to go to the doctor, have that conversation with them. How sick do you feel? Would you like to go to the doctor so the doctor can help you? You know, the doctor has lots of tools and ways that they can help you. Is that something that you would want to do? Now, generally, that's what's so awesome about kids is they want to get better. So if they understand that the doctor is there for them to get better and the doctor is there for them to help them, the doctor's never there to hurt them. They're there to help them get better. Now, we can go into kind of the the things that they might have to do to help you get better and we'll work through that when when we get there, but right now all we need to know is do you need help in getting better? Cuz I know just the person to help with that. You know, does that I make love, sense? I love. Oh, I love that. And I love that you're bringing them into the decision to go. It's not totally. just like putting them in the car and taking them to this strange sterile building with adults yes. they don't know and it's you're explaining to them we're going to get you help because we all love you and care about you getting better. Yes, absolutely. And so then that's their first yes. That's their first agreement of like, yeah, mom, I feel really crappy. Like I know and I trust you that you can lead me to that person that's going to help me. And so that's kind of their first like, okay, we're in this together, we're a team. And I think mm-hmm. doctors visits with young kids I mean, you're, you're there teaching them how to manage their emotions. So you are the team leader and you've got to be like holding their hand and with them and make them feel that the whole time. 
But sometimes if we are, it, it becomes a power struggle or, you know, you need to do this or I don't want to do this, then it just gets out of control, spirals oh. out of control. And then the meltdowns happen. And if you, we will get into more tips later, but I, I think paying attention to your own feelings and words and kind of creating that let's hold hands and go together type of thing is a really good start to any doctor's visit. Yes, absolutely. And I, my husband's a pediatric dentist. And so I feel like, yeah, a lot of these tips I think will apply to that. But he has said that too, that parents will, will say in front of their kids things like, I've always hated the dentist or, um, you know, or you, you know, are you going to get out the drill or just different things kind of to be funny, but in front of their children. And he's like, you're, you're putting a thought into their mind that they didn't necessarily already have. You're, you're telling them that the dentist is a scary, uncomfortable place versus a place where I'm going to help keep their teeth healthy. Um, so if you as a parent are fearful around needles or doctors or dentists, or you don't like them, they give you anxiety, just keep that to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say anything about it to your kids. Exactly. That's such a good point. That's exactly what I'm talking about in this tip is pay attention to your own feelings and words because they are your feelings and words and we're not going to put them on our kid because we can have kids that are way braver than us, you know, and we can Mm. can give them the opportunity to prove that and show that. So we have to be really careful of what words we choose, which kind of brings me to the second. um, It's still the first tip, but kind of the second part is once you get to the doctor's, Notice, notice what you're saying, exactly what you just said. Notice, I cannot even tell you how many kids come into the triage of the ER and the mother says something like, oh, good luck with that. He hates the doctors, (laughs) you know, Mm. and the kid's just walking up calmly. So I need to get a (laughs) blood pressure. Like, I'll be like, I need to get a blood pressure. And they're like, good luck with that. He hates the doctor. And I'm like, come on, give your kid the chance, you know, and then he, but, and then he starts screaming. So I just would really highly suggest talking about the doctors and the hospitals and the clinics in a very good, positive light to your kids. And then when you're with them and you're with the doctors, you know, say, yeah, my little, my little guy's really brave. He knows how to sit up on my lap and get the blood pressure, kind of speak of their brave as if they already have it. So even if they're Mm. not brave, Speak of their brave as if they already have it. Yeah, he's awesome at this. Come here, buddy. Show them how awesome you are at this and compliment them on the very littlest things that they are being brave about. So even if they come and sit on your lap and they haven't done anything yet, whisper in there and say, good job. I'm so proud of you for sitting here. You know, just the littlest, teeniest things. Then it's like, okay, mom sees that this is hard for me and mom's kind of like get to help me through it and just continue to speak positively, speak very just just kind of honor the process the whole way through and tell them every time you're proud of them. Yes. Oh, I love this. I feel like that's a parenting principle, not just for the doctor, but for life in general that I found to say that they are something that that you want them to be, not in the manipulative way, um, but yeah. just in a I have faith in you way to say, I sometimes will do this with my kids. I'll say like, to, to other people, I'll say, Noah is such a good big brother. He really looks out for his sister. And that's very different than me saying, you know, my kids always fight and they're yes. yeah, like, it's completely different. And it's, it's speaking words of faith, not a fact. That's something that, <laughs> that I've said on this podcast a few times is um, just speak words of faith, even if they're not a fact yet. 
just keep speaking those words of faith. And I think one of the very biggest, like, I mean, you can bring this into a doctor's office, but biggest parenting advice I'd ever give is letting, allowing your children to see themselves in a different light. Because Mm. sometimes it's innately built in them to be more fearful or more anxious for things. So if you're able to see, let them see themselves in kind of a different light, it gives them, it empowers them to be like, hey, maybe I can be brave, you know, maybe I can like overcome really hard things like this. So I love that. Right. And that bravery looks different. It doesn't mean not crying. It's okay to cry if you're scared at the, at the doctor. If you have an innately nervous personality, that's okay. You can be your own kind of brave, which I think probably leads really well into your second takeaway. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. So yeah, my second tip would be to validate their feelings. Now we all have we all have different children. We all have, I mean, I have four and they would all react very differently to every situation. They're just very different. And so I think that's a huge thing is identifying that first in what really, like, why is my number two kid very anxious? And why is my number one, why do they not care? And kind of understanding that about your kids. But when you take them into a doctor, always validate their feelings. There's there's very few kids that walk in and they're like, I've got this, you know, stick me with needles, like do what you want to do. Like kids really don't understand that they're, it's a very foreign place to them. And so validating their feelings along the way is so important. So majority of kids are going to say something like, but I'm scared or I don't want to give them permission to be scared. Give them Mm -hmm. permission to not want to do that. That is okay. Just because we know as adults they're going to be okay, they're not so sure. So give them permission to be scared. And what that kind of looks like, so if I were to take my kids into the doctors and they hold on to me and they're like, mommy, I'm scared. I don't want to do this. It would be something like, I know you're scared. I can hear you're scared. Let's talk about kind of what's what steps we're going to go through and how we can not be scared. Or tell me what you're scared about. Tell me exactly what specific idea you know you're scared about. And so sometimes, am I going to get a shot? Well, honey, I don't know that yet. Right now, all we're worried about is getting in the car. Am I going mm. to? Am I? Are they going to? You know, do this? I'm not sure. Let's let's talk about that when we get there. Never ever talk about if you know 100% they are going to get a shot that day. I still do not tell them they're going to get a shot now. And never, ever, ever <laughs> do I lie to them. But I would highly recommend not saying too many fearful words too soon because kids automatically will get anxious and you're just building a huge monster that they're going to have to get over. So mm-hmm. I would I would say baby steps. Are am I going to get a shot? I'm not sure, honey. Let's just walk in there and we'll fill out the paperwork first and then we'll talk about it. Am I going to get a shot? I don't know. And then when they actually find out they're going to get a shot, it's going to be, you know, at a very, it's going to be probably further down the appointment. And at that point, you can really talk about it. And you can say, mommy does hard things. You do hard things. And I'm going to be here the whole time holding your hand. Let's think of a time that you've been brave before. Or let's, you know, I can see that you're really nervous about this. Ask me any questions because mommy's had this done a lot. Mommy knows what I've had to do to get through getting a shot. So ask me anything you want or ask the doctors anything you want. They do this every day to a lot of kids, you know, kind of like play it out and validate them, but also find ways to problem solve with them. Yeah. I feel like I've sometimes tried to say, um, I'm scared too when I do new things. So 
you know, uh, like I'm not scared of the doctor anymore, but I, but I am scared when I do new things. So to say, it's okay to be scared. I'm scared too when I do new things, but I know that you can do this and I'm going to be right with you. Um, or just different things like that is totally a different feeling than get over it, kid, get on the exam table and deal. You know, (laughs) I think the worst thing we can do is mommy, I'm scared. Saying like, it's okay. Like, just get on there or hold them down or whatever, you know, just like, it's okay. You're going to be fine. Well, they don't know that, you know, talk, talk with them. I think being there for them as they learn to work through it themselves. So I'm Mm -hmm. holding your hand. This is going to be hard, but I'm going to be right by you the whole time. And we're going to figure out ways to get through this together. You know, I think it's such a doctor's offices. I just think are so great because they, they, give you an opportunity as a parent to teach your kids skills. There's a lot of, I mean, kids go through school and sometimes they don't deal with a lot of hard things that make them nervous very often. So taking them to a doctor's office, this is such an awesome opportunity for a mom and a child to really go through something together and teach them how to build skills and, you know, build upon them so that when they're going to the doctors as, as they get older, it's just no problem because they know they're safe. Yeah, it's really an opportunity to connect and to to do something that's hard for them, but also safe. I mean, you know, as a parent that it's a safe thing, but it's an opportunity for them to see how strong they are and that you'll be there with them during it. Yep, and, absolutely. You know, one thing is I really try not to take my kids to the doctor together because they're so high energy and they want, they wind each other up and it's crazy and I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, but as we're having this conversation, I'm realizing that's like a sanity tactic for me, but that's also probably a a good thing to do. If you know that an appointment is going to be hard for a certain child to get a friend to watch your other children so that you can really be present and and use that time to connect and bond and get through that hard thing with your one child while not trying to manage your other children who are tearing apart the doctor's office at the same time. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> oh, and we've all been there. We've all been there with multiple kids and you're like, oh my gosh, just get this over with. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think it's super important and it gives you that opportunity to work through their feelings with them because you're so present. Yes. And speaking of kids tearing apart doctor's offices, I think one reason why we sometimes don't validate our kids' feelings is if we're being completely honest, we're worried about how their behavior is reflecting on us as parents. And so we're like embarrassed by how they're acting or if they're scared or if they're screaming or whatever. And so I try to keep that in check and try, but it does affect me. We all have that where we're embarrassed and we think that the doctor's going to think we're a bad parent. I I actually, at my son's like two-year-old or three-year-old doctor's appointment, well check, he was so wild. The doctor finished the appointment, the doctor left the room, and then he came back into the room. Our apartment, our appointment was over. He came back into the room with the book uh, Love and Logic and gave it to me. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, have you read this book? And I was like, oh, no, no I have. thank you. I need this. Like parenting oh, advice from the so doctor. Um, but that is I, so funny. I know. So I guess I just want to say to as a nurse, um, if you could tell us like what your thoughts are and, and kind of reassure us as parents that a nurse isn't judging us for our kids' behavior. So I am so glad you asked me that question. Now, I am kind of like a mom geek. So of course, I pay attention. 
veto interactions very closely. And I, and I see, I will tell you right now that the, the mothers that come in and are patient with their children and let their children, if they are fussing, that they validate them and they say, you're nervous. Do you need to ask her a question? Do you, do you, do you want to ask her what she's doing next? And it's a slower process. I am just, I just want to like hug them and say, good job, you guys, you know, you, but, but saying, honey, you're fine. Stop it. You know, just hold still. It's, it's, it like breaks my heart sometimes because I'm like, oh, these poor little, and I can't step in there and be like, it's fine, bud. What questions do you have? You know, sometimes I do, but I would just say, please focus on your child. Now the, the ER and doctors of visits, like, sure, we are, we are, getting through these kids and we're trying to take good care of them and we're busy and we're on it. You know, there's time crunches, but this, but every time you go, your kid is going to remember it from the last time. And that's why so many kids come in that have been to doctors multiple, multiple times and they have anxiety as they're walking through the door because they just remember the smells. They remember, you know, the, the idea of the whole place. So if we can set as parents, very, very safe boundaries for them and allow them to feel, allow them to be scared and just work through that with them. As a healthcare provider, we respect that so much. And so I would Mm. never say force your children into anything because that is a very, I mean, we're taught in healthcare just as much as to take care of them as the psychological way of it. You know what I'm saying? So like there's, there's, yes, we need to get it done, but it's also super healthy to to work through it with your children. So never, ever think that we are passing judgment on you. And that is a very normal feeling to have. I even have the same thing, but I've been fortunate enough to have so many experiences that my kids, my kids actually love to go to the doctors, but I also make it really (laughs) fun to go to the doctor. Like they, and maybe, I mean, maybe I should just go right into tip three. Do you want me to do that? Yeah, sure. So that would be my, my tip number three is set very clear expectations. And so when I, um, and be very honest with your kids. So like I said earlier, if they're getting a shot, don't tell them they're not getting a shot, but just maybe say, I'm not sure, honey, let's get to that later. Or yes, you are going to have to do this. However you think your child's going to manage it the best, but be very clear in what they should expect because that helps kids feel safe and feel like they can do this because they know the next step. So when I'm taking my oldest, my eight-year-old to the doctor, she now can fill out the form as we're waiting. And so that's something she looks very, very forward to is like filling out the form and writing her name and writing her birthday. And that is something that's very exciting for her. My little five-year-old loves to use that little otoscope and put it and do it in my eyes and my mouth and my ears. And I know like she's not, we're not probably not supposed to play with the equipment but because I know how to use it. I let her like do an exam on mommy while she's waiting for the doctor. And that is her. She looks so forward to that. My little three-year-old loves the rewards at the end. So whether the clinic offers it or whether you just keep it in your own pocket, a sucker or a sticker or something like that, you know, she knows that when she walks out those doors, she's getting that sticker or that sucker or whatever it is. So identifying what each kid can look forward to and setting very clear expectations is going to help them feel safe and look forward to something to get their mind off of everything else. Mm, I love that. And sometimes I feel like it takes a little bit of thinking outside the box. Um, 
But like waiting in a room with the table and the paper on it and everything, we were just waiting for the doctor to come in, but it was taking forever. I was with my little guy and I had a toy car in my bag and a pen and I just drew a road. What can I do? (laughs) I know. And I just drew like a little road on the white exam paper, you know, because it's a long sheet of paper that covers that table and um, let him play with his little car on that road. And I'm like, oh my gosh, next time I'm bringing markers. Next time I, I just threw some Crayola markers in there and we drew like a little city on the white exam paper and he just waited driving his little car around. And now my kids look forward to that, That's that they amazing. get to draw something on the white exam paper when we're at the doctor. So those little things, I think a little bit of forethought, which I don't always do because motherhood is so crazy. And a lot of times I'm looking at my watch thinking, oh my gosh, we have to be there in 10 minutes. But if you're organized enough to think, oh, they have doctor's appointment today. What can I do? That would be something a little fun or to look forward to. It could make a big difference. Yeah. And and maybe even giving them choices, you know? So we have to leave in five minutes. If there's anything you want to do while we wait, put it in mom's bag or whatever it is, you know, giving them some ideas to just, again, like we're a team and we're going to do this together. So let's do it together. It's not just mommy dragging you and it's not, it's not going to be you dragging mommy. Like we're a team (laughs) and we're going to go do this together. You have so many little tips in there that are practical. I love that of things we can say, things we can do to help our kids have a better experience. Um, Do you have any final thoughts about or overarching thoughts about how to make the doctor or medical situations a little easier on our kids? Um, I feel like I could talk about this forever because <laughs> just because I've seen so many parent and child interactions. But I would just say focus on your child. Don't focus on that you're don't focus on the hospital, don't po- focus on the providers. Focus on your child's experience and just do the best to make it the best that you can. With that being said though, I have seen multiple times the kids' parents who react to them when they have negative behavior. So they start to scream and cry and the parent, they'll get a reaction out of their parent. Those type of kids are really tricky sometimes to get things done in the doctor because they know the more they cry, the louder they cry, the more they throw a fit, the more their parents are going to react to them. And sometimes that's what kids are looking for. So if you know that about your child, it's okay to give them a kiss and say, Mommy's going to step right over here in the corner while the doctor while the doctors do their job because that's what they're here to do and you know that mommy took you here to keep you safe. So I'm going to step right over here and I'm going to let the doctors do their job and then mommy's going to pick you up and I'll give you a kiss or whatever, you know? And then anytime you're picking them up or they're all done, make sure you celebrate their success and you're smiling and you're so proud of them. The more positive you can be, the better the better experience it's going to be for everybody. But sometimes you do maybe have to step away if your child is seeking those reactions from you. Sometimes kids are way better off when parents just step out of the room for just a quick second and we get it done and then they come right back in and save them. Yes. I am so glad that you added that. Um, I think that that's huge. So to just almost disengage, not disengage, you're still engaged, but, um, stepping away so that they, like you said, so the doctor can take care of you and I'll be right out the right here and I'll come right back here. I'm right here. And they know right where you are. But I think that's partly going back to the very first one. I said, like doctors are good people and your kids need to know that 
Nurses mm-hmm. are good people. And these hospitals are very good places because they help us. That's the only that they go to work. They put on their clothes in the morning and they go to work with and their whole goal in the entire day is to help people like you. Mm-hmm. And so how amazing are these people? You know, maybe we should bring them cookies next time or you know what I'm saying? Like we need to speak about hospitals and doctors in a very positive light because your kids are so moldable. So if you're talking about a dentist or a doctor or whoever it is that is seriously there just to help and that's being as honest as you could possibly be, sometimes we have to go through hard things and when we get there, we're going to go through it together. But I promise you're going to be safe because the doctors keep you safe and mommy keeps you safe and this is a safe place. So then if you do need to step away, you've set that expectation for them. Yes. And that is actually so much more loving to give a kiss and step away is much more loving than to stay engage and start yelling or threatening or holding them down or making it stressful for everyone. Um, it's, it's a better, more loving choice to, to take a step away. Yes. And, and understanding that like, sometimes I just want to say, I promise I've got this. Like we do this every day, Mm. all day long. We know exactly how to help your child. We know exactly how to get it done really fast. You know, so sometimes it's very refreshing when parents are like, you know what, I'm just going to let you handle this because I I trust you. This has been so uplifting, Shannon. I have a feeling my husband's going to want to every one of his patients' parents to listen to this <laughs> episode. Um, I think this could make a huge difference for families. Thank you for all of the concrete ideas. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us and all of your beautiful life experiences on Instagram. And I'll, t- I'll link that so everybody can follow you there. And thanks for coming on 3 and 30. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to Shannon for coming on and sharing those tips. When I told my husband, the pediatric dentist, about the interview and everything that she'd said, he said he wants to just post this interview on his website for all of his patients' parents to listen to. So thank you, Shannon. And her three takeaways as a recap were, first, pay attention to your own feelings and words. So try not to plant negative thoughts in your kids' minds with the words that you use when you talk about the doctor. Explain to them that doctors help keep us healthy and express your faith in your kids that they can do it. Second, validate your kids' feelings. If they tell you that they're scared, try not to say, oh, don't be scared, you're fine. Tell them, I'm scared too when I try new things, but you're so brave and I will be right here beside you. Third, tell them what to expect and give them something to look forward to. So tell them in advance that they're going to the doctor and ask what they'd like to do bring to make it fun. You could stick some crayons or a toy car in your purse or bring the nurse a treat, whatever will make it exciting for your kids. And before we end, I wanted to read you a post from Shannon's beautiful Instagram account where she really weaves together the life of a nurse and a mother. Her words are always so powerful and I just couldn't end without giving you a bit of a deeper peek into her heart. She is an ER nurse and she writes... It's a brutal and beautiful dance between being a nurse and a mother, one that very few really understand. The occasional exhaustion that hits both physically and mentally intertwined with the most miraculous moments that keep you going. This kind of life is certainly not for the faint of heart. You work late night shifts and wake up to early morning motherhood. You see that fine line between life and death and then go home praying you never have to be there. 
You will have 100 emotional moments happen to you in a 12-hour shift, yet you have to find a way to leave it there before coming home to your babies. People ask you how you do it. Sometimes you don't even know how to reply. It's hard, really hard. But in the exact same moment, it's a part of your life that you treasure, one of your greatest honors. It is a gifted perspective that shapes who you are, how you look at the life and the people around you. So I guess in a roundabout way, we do it for your children, but maybe for our own children too. For the sweetest reminder that simply watching your child's chest rise and fall as they sleep is one of the most tender blessings that exists. I think from that post, it's obvious that our doctors and nurses really do care so much about our kids and we can help our kids to trust them and have a great experience working with them. I'm so grateful that you would spend your time with me and Shannon today, and I hope that you have a fantastic week with your family. Hey, I'm Lizzie Mathis, the host of the Cool Mom Code podcast, where motherhood is your key card to the coolest spot in town. I'm excited to give you a behind the scenes, real talk combo between some of the most influential and tastemaker mamas I know. Subscribe and stay tuned for new episodes weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't ever miss a beat. See you there.